How does a 16-year-old girl from a communist country turn into an entrepreneur in Canada? If you can be proud doing any job, you can grow to anything. Like if you can sweep the floor and be passionate about sweeping the floor, then you will grow eventually. But if you're sweeping the floor and you're like, oh, this is so beneath me, with that kind of attitude, you will not grow. So it's all about the attitude. If you take pride in your work, regardless what work it is, you guarantee through hard work and persistence, of course, and vision, because you gotta have a vision, I think that's still very important. You can't be like, okay, I love this, but I'm gonna keep doing this. Well, if that's okay with you, that's fine, nothing wrong with that. But if you really wanna grow, you can be sweeping the floors, but having a vision of being a superstar, or this author, or a doctor, or whatever it is that you want to be in life, and you will surely get there. However, you have to, you have to appreciate the small things in order to get to the big things. One cannot exist without the other. I think when you really want something, you have to prove that you are worthy, that you are the one. And I think too often people nowadays just give up when they get one note. Somebody else is going to get that person or that job or that program. We can have a vision and when we get there we realize Okay, we fulfilled this vision. Now we have to continue daydreaming. It's about keeping the daydream going. The people that form the world is the people with vision. That's why everyone has to use it. And like keeping that vision, the dreaming, and believing and seeing that picture clear, not stopping. Because of course you change, and as you change, your vision will change. So that's that's something that has to be constantly evolving. I believe. We struggled financially. Anytime I say this on the podcast, my dad is like, we were middle class in Azerbaijan. Yes, absolutely. But middle class in Azerbaijan is different from middle class in America, right? Like my parents, we had one bedroom, um, tiny apartment, and my parents gave their bedroom to my sister and I so we can have a bedroom. And for 16 years of my life, until we moved to immigrated to Canada, they slept on the couches in living room. I think through life, whenever I am faced with hardships, I always try to focus on the positive. And sometimes it's difficult, but if you focus on the positive, it just feels a bit easier, I feel. My parents had to start from scratch, and my dad had a great job in Azerbaijan. He would travel, he worked for BP, and then he comes to Canada and he's a nobody. So he had to work security jobs, my mom would clean houses. It was difficult. I just remember even going to my parents one time, because all my friends were going to the movie theater and asking them for like 10 bucks so I can go see a movie. And they just look at me and said, sorry, I can't. Like, we don't have this kind of money. We, whatever money we have, we're spending it to feed. And of course, they didn't even need to explain it. They just said no. And I remember going to my room, just locking the door and crying my eyes out because I felt for a second like a victim. But then as soon as I felt that way, I realized, you know what, I don't need to be a victim. I can go and make my own money. Actually, this is great because I never want to depend on anyone, including my parents. So this from a young age of 16 taught me a huge lesson where I said, you know what, I'm gonna go work whatever jobs, I'm gonna make money, and you know what, I actually will help my parents because they brought me here. Alex says that like back then you two would go on these gratitude walks. Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful exercises you can do Okay, can you and break I, it down for us? Yes, it's not something we've invented. We got it from Tony Robbins, actually. Okay. If you do his, I think, Get the Edge 10-day program, on day one, he talks about gratefulness walks. 
which is very simple. Every day you go for a walk, um, you can do it alone or you can do it with your partner. And the way you start it is you just start saying things that you're grateful for that you already have in your life. So you could say, I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful for my eyesight. I'm grateful for, you know, this beautiful city that I live in. So you start with things that are in the present. Then you can move on to, I'm grateful for my partner. I'm grateful for my friends and family. And then the magic part here is that you start saying things that you're grateful for that you don't have, but you want to manifest in your life. So we would go on those gratefulness walks while we're broke and just don't lost, completely lost, don't know what we want to do in life. And we would say things like, you know, I'm grateful for having this amazing business. I'm grateful for, you know, that we get to travel the world together and that we're financially free and we have this beautiful home and all these things that we wanted to experience and live. And Brian, now, years later, it's crazy to think that we're here and beyond what we've even dreamt of or imagined. So we've used this exercise at different, different points of our lives and it's extremely powerful and it works every single time. But you really gotta like feel it, like say as you're walking, loud. you say it and you feel it. And yeah, like we would do it for a few months and then we would stop, but things would manifest in like a year or two. And then we would realize that they did and we would restart the practice, but we would already ask for different things. And again, then they would come true. It's truly incredible. I think I, I, I'm not doing it at the moment, but me and Alex were talking about restarting the practice because it's just been life-changing for yeah, us. Yeah, I think it's super powerful. Would you make new ones up every day or would you kind of say the same ones back same and forth thing, to each other? Because you can't, you can't say the new ones. Right, so you... You can change it slightly, but kind of you focus on the same okay. vision. It's like you envision something and then you say it. You say it. And that's why I think after a few months we would give it a break. And then the universe or whatever goes out and starts to slowly manifest the right people, the right events. And then you realize a year or two later that, whoa, I am here. This is what I was envisioning. I think it goes hand in hand with having a strong vision. So it's using affirmations and the vision yeah. in a gratefulness walk. Yeah. 1993, 92, that's when um, Soviet Union broke down. And because before that, Azerbaijan was part of USSR. I grew up speaking Russian. Okay. And then all of that collapsed. These were young kids who were on drugs, these little, the soldiers, right? That were given guns and basically went around town shooting people on the street. So we come out of the tube station. I am at the time five, five and a half, probably six years old. And I see like helicopters flying, like grenades exploding. And meanwhile, my mom was probably like, holy, how are we gonna walk home? And we had a 15 minute walk to go to my grandma's house. And then we're walking, walking, walking. She took us through the small streets. This is probably one of my earliest childhood memories. And literally these soldiers were just shooting innocent people on the street. I remember turning to the right and seeing there's a soldier with like a, what are they called, AK? AK-47 He's standing at the end of the street and we're crossing the street and we're like almost at my grandmother's house. And he looks at us and then he turns the other way. Wow, so you could have been dead. Yeah, like literally, but I can now, I get more emotional now because I can imagine how my mom felt right. with two girls and like any one of us could have been shot, you know? Um, but you and didn't then, process it. You were a kid and it was like a No, movie. it was just like a fun okay. game because you're not attached to life then. Even if you were to die at six, I don't think you were that afraid because you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what we think at six. And then just like also hiding because then we got home and everybody had to be on the floor because 
they were like shooting the windows. That's like serious. Yeah, scary. like that's crazy it's stuff. Trauma. And it is major trauma, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. See, like I hit it all inside, and now it's all coming up because it needs to come up and just like leave because it's not serving my body anymore. Because that's also part of, partly I think like why for a big part of my life, like I have like mild anxiety because I feel like can go down at any time right. <laughs> because you grew up with that yeah. or anytime I hear a siren because we used to get those sirens at night and like I just I go back to being like six seven years old and some people can say well I also experienced that when I lived there but I feel like everybody observes things differently and absorbs things differently so for me it really impacted me a lot of people who grew up in Canada or who were born in Canada. They're just so comfortable because they've always had this nice, comfortable life. But the immigrants that come into the country, they're hungry and eager. If you look around Toronto, for example, one of the biggest, if not the biggest city in, Toronto, in Canada, most of the businesses are owned by immigrants. It's incredible, it's inspirational. These people came into the country not speaking the language. They had so many disadvantages if you compare them to a local. And yet they went through all this adversity and managed to create a successful business and employ other people. It blows my mind. And, and why can they do that? How? Why? Because they're used to adversity. Adversity is good. You know, looking back at my life, I never feel sorry for myself. I might have in the past because I was maybe in that mentality a little bit of like, oh, poor me, how come I had this kind of childhood? Or, upbringing or how come we didn't have much financial freedom but now I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be here I wouldn't appreciate the things I have I wouldn't have worked as hard as I have becoming uh, comfortable makes you complacent and that's the worst thing because you just don't do anything you're just like Meh, life's good it's not a bad thing I'm not again I'm not trying to label it but when you have a dream and you want something it's not just going to happen you have to work for it.